Thank you for joining us this morning on Let's Talk About It with the Empowerment Duo. We are here on this fantastic Tuesday with the topic of tell your story. You may have heard us talk about stories in the capacity of sales, in the capacity of marketing. Understand it's your story that connects and attracts the people who can relate to you, to you. So we're going to talk about telling your story and we will be right back, back in a moment. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Like, 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 like. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Uh, today, you're Monday. All right. Happy Monday to you, Melissa. Today is Tuesday. Good morning, Katura. For us, it's, today is Tuesday. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. Tell hey, her about it. Tell her all your crazy dreams. What's that song, Melissa? Tell her about it. Tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her. Tell her. Acting like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. I think it's that same rhythm, but I think it's yeah. different songs. Okay. All right. Just can... sit right back and you hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. How important are stories <laughs> in our life? Because right now, I don't know what Brandon, Brian is doing. He's just going all around the Mulberry Bush. No, I'm not, actually. Okay. Well, okay. you can bring it on together. But so today's topic is tell your story. Tell your story and the value of telling your story and the power of telling your story and, and how important it is that you have someone that you tell your story to. That's what we're going to talk about, why you should tell your story and how important it is to have someone to tell your story to. <laughs> Melissa says, oh, Lord, happy Tuesday. Yesterday was nonstop and got away from me. I worked the entire weekend. We can relate. So it's all running together. Woo-hoo. All right. It's running together. Hey, Mr. Steven. Steven. Y'all remember he was a guest one time on our show. Steven Eugene Kuhn. Hey, you two. Awesome to see you as well, Brother Steven. Thank you um, so much for We're going to talk joining. about the value of telling your story. You know, your story, your testimony, the thing that life has taught you. You've learned something from, and you're supposed to tell that story to help somebody else. The first communications were stories. Mm -hmm. The first communication was what happened to such and such. Let me tell you what happened. He went down here, and this is what happened, da 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 da. That's our first communications were stories. Absolutely. Stories have been used to carry history in and out through the years. The Bible is written towards them. His story. That's right. And history is written by the winners, by the way. Most of history is slanted by whoever won that particular battle or whoever had the control at that time. Okay. His story. 
history. His story is so, it is important. And that's why it's so important to tell your story. Because like Brian said, history is written by the winner or to the one who writes it down first um, and does the best at sharing the story. Why are we in the United States of America instead of the United States of Columbus? Because Amerigo Vespucci, Amerigo Vespucci wrote the stories so the people back in England could find out what was going on and keep them abreast of what was happening. And he did a better job at sharing and communicating that story. That's right. So, although none of them really had the real story or the right story, because you don't discover something that somebody is at. That's right. So you go into someone else's car, you didn't discover it, you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, your story has so much weight and so much power. Last night in our, my session with the sales confidence course, we stumbled across what I consider some genius. How important it is to have someone that you can tell your success stories to, your good story. You can find people to tell, girl, you ain't going to believe what happened. Okay, but do you have someone that you can tell, um, I just gained a new client, I had an amazing workout, I'm feeling great, I've lost four pounds. Do you have someone that could tell your stories to that's not going to get tired of hearing your story? That is actually going to celebrate with you. No matter story. how often you bring it, that is a gem. The yes. kind of person that's willing to hear your story even though you're telling them a lot of successes. Just willing to hear a success story. Melissa, what say you? How important do you think it is to have someone that's willing to hear your success story? Stephen, what say you? Tarnas, what say you? Good morning, my peeps. Having someone, Tarnas, I believe you have someone in your life that you can tell your success stories to and is not going to tire of hearing your success stories. There is power in your stories. Tell her about it. Come on. It is. It's so important. To tell that story, I actually, um, I have I have coaches that it's their job to hear from me and tell me what's working and, what, and, and allow me to tell them what's working and what's succeeding. I actually enjoy those sessions where, you know what, I'm coming to my coaching session. I hope to learn something more today. That would be great. But I am excited because I get to share some of the triumphs that I'm already making with someone who is also um, looking forward to hear them. Ms. Vivian, you have stories that someone needs to hear about. Melissa Price says, let your lessons become your legacies. Share the good ones and the bad ones alike to help others. That's what Melissa says. That's right. Le Lessonsandlegacies.company.site is where you can get Melissa's copy of her Lessons and Legacies Ooh, that she pulled her together, book. along with some other amazing, amazing creative arts that she could share with you. So definitely. Um, um, Brother Stephen Kuhn said, it is so important to articulate your stories. So important. This is how one builds the momentum to teach what you learned. Absolutely. Now, this is a good question. Uh, Dr. Ooh, Deborah says, can you question. outgrow the person you used to tell your story to? I hmm. think so, actually. Yeah. Because I, you gave the example before, Lisa, um, could Oprah coach the average person? Mm -hmm. 
Why? No, because no. they're not on her level where they can receive it, or on a level where they can receive it. So you, I believe, and as, as I examine Dr. Deborah's question, you can outgrow the person you tell your stories to when they are no longer at a place where they can receive your stories. When you elevate to certain levels where they can't relate to the story or can't receive the story. Right. And also, yeah, absolutely, where they can't relate and receive the story. I think that's why um, there's so much challenge with hearing, from, not to mention so many of them are lying, um, with hearing from these million dollar earners, gurus, gurus and such, because you never heard about them become a hundred thousand earner. They just showed up out of nowhere and they're a million dollar earner. And it just gets frustrating. Now, did y'all hear Lisa say, and many of them are lying? How dare she say that, right? Right? No, it's not a dare. It's because what we actually know, there are so many people that are, are putting out content and purporting themselves as I can teach you how to make 50 grand a month or $100,000 a month and they haven't made five or 10,000 themselves, okay? That is what we consider out of integrity. Yeah. Um, if that is you and you are not operating out of integrity, then you certainly probably don't care what I said. But a hit dog don't holler. A hit dog don't holler. So anyway, who do you need to tell your story to? One of my um, clients, I had a, a, a client that he received so much value he um, paid me to take his wife through the same course that he just went through. He took my sales uh, curriculum. At the time, I was operating under the name of Very Personal Sales Coaching, and I had a curriculum. So he took the whole curriculum, and then he paid for his wife to take the same curriculum because he wanted her to have the same training from the horse's mouth, okay? And part of my curriculum is they get to call their coach, and the coach gets to call them and, you know, check-ins and, and bounce stuff off of each other. And she complained about me to her husband one time. And he told me, and he says, Brian, um, my wife wants you to know that every time she calls you, you don't have to teach her something new. Okay. She says, you think, she said, I think Brian thinks every time I call him, he's supposed to teach me something. Sometimes I just want to call him to tell him about what's going on in my business or to tell him about my day. She wanted to call her coach to tell me about her successes. And I didn't understand at the time. So I received that that gentle rebuke and said to try to especially with her, because she don't want to get something new all the time. She wanna she wanna brag on her business. She wanna tell the story. So I learned. But I think that that comes from the purpose of also sort of not just bragging on herself, but bragging to someone who could recognize the hard work, growth mm -hmm. and and action that was taken as a result as a result of learning something new. I had I had the um, I love that line as a result as of. a result of yeah I had the opportunity to have some teachers um, shout out to Holy Spirit Elementary my elementary school was the best elementary in school in the Bronx New York in the entire world okay those teachers were so influential and instrumental to my growth and development that even after having left 
you know, at, have at, after having left elementary school and then going back and talking to some of the teachers and telling them what I've been doing. As a matter of fact, shout out to um, Miss Pescador. Miss Pescador is actually one of our viewers. I think that was your second grade teacher. She, oh no, Miss Pescador taught eighth grade. Okay. She taught eighth grade, but I knew her all the way from second through eighth. She taught seventh and eighth grade English. Miss Fred uh, taught math, but anyway, um, that to go back to them and say, here's what I'm doing and here's what I've done. Like they know from where you came, they know what you were capable of then and encouraged and inspired and hopefully encouraged and inspired you to get to. I feel better going back to tell stories to people who had a positive influence than to go back and say, and so I did this anyway, because I don't, I don't have the desire to go back wow. and say, anything to the people who didn't support and encouraging. Yeah, you don't want to go. Well, some people do. Yeah, some people okay. do. I do. When they come up, they want to go back to the neighborhood. You said I wouldn't amount to anything, Mrs. Jones, the yeah, teacher. I now look, I own the building that you live in. Okay. <laughs> and you're right about the goal. <laughs> uh, hello, Dr. Beverly. How hey, you doing? Dr. You Beverly. and your story. Now, this morning, um, Lisa and I had already talked. We had decided that we're going to talk about the value of you telling your story and how important it is to have someone to tell your stories to. Absolutely. Okay. On both sides, actually. Yes. Someone to tell your story to that will simply encourage and celebrate you. But then there's also the side of the person that, that can gain value out of your story. And there is an importance in that as well. We get that from all of the all of the Bible stories that we learned. That's right. My parable shall you teach. Okay. Now it's important to tell your story and it's important um, to have someone to receive your story. Um, Lisa had already established that's what we're going to talk about today. And as I went to my bathroom to brush my teeth, I put on um, some stand-up comedy. I put on, pulled up YouTube and I pulled up something funny. And this is what first came up was uh, the story that our, the set was called by Ryan Davis, Women are terrible storytellers. Two men. Yes. <laughs> and it was a seven-minute block, and it was very funny. And he was talking about, he says, the only thing women love more than telling a story is telling the backstory to the story. <laughs> Those are important times. And he said, after about 30 seconds, you lose your man by telling the backstory. <laughs> When we're telling stories to each other, the backstory is very, very important. <laughs> we don't have to go on that road if you want to. I just thought it was funny. It could uh, be funny. Yeah. It could be funny because I definitely understand how the differences in uh, the receiving of information from men and women. Kevin Hart has a very funny bit. Uh, what? She wanted you to make copies out the fax machine. You know, he goes, why are all your stories at the job so horrible? She's trying to destroy me. You know, she comes to me and says she wants me to make copies out of the fax machine. First off, I am an executive secretary assistant, not your assistant, and you don't ask me to make copies out of the fax machine. And the man is sitting there listening to this long story, he goes, or, which is his only real defense. What? That's crazy. <laughs> Chris Rock has a bit about that too. You know, no matter what the woman tells you about her job, you have to throw in, I told you she was crazy. <laughs> I told you she was crazy. That's what you do. That's how you get through the stories. 
that that women tell according to those guys not me but according to those guys i wouldn't have that thought but according to chris rock and and and, and uh, kevin hart that's those guys telling us that not me of course not me the only story that you <laughs> want to hear is one that you are the star in really <laughs> but telling stories is a way that, that we communicate and relate i'm tired of talking about me why don't you start talking about me, right? That's the that's I've had salespeople like that on my sales force. Brian, I'm tired of telling you how great I am. I want you to start talking more about how great I am. Like, dang. <laughs> but telling an effective story is one where the okay. listener feels engaged mm -hmm. and they feel a part of the experience. They're able to follow along and they are entertained. If your story is also intended to teach something, we've got to be conscientious about how we share that information. Absolutely. If it's boring, it's not going to be received well. It is. Well, yeah, not only. Yeah, it's not going to be received. It's not going to be retained. It is in the things that we share, which uh, we call I, we call edutainment. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of organizations are now calling it edutainment. I spoke with. Uh, a lady a couple of days ago that acted like she created the word edutainment. It's been around a long time. And it's time. been around for a very long time. We didn't create it and neither did she. Edutainment <laughs> is a popular, uh, Willie Jolly has a term I really like and he calls it inspertainment. Okay. Inspiring. Mm -hmm. I definitely like that. Yeah. yeah. Inspiration and entertaining. Inspertainment. I like that so much because hey, he does, Alicia. he gives a lot of content, but he'll break into song anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um that um oh my goodness, who were we listening to? That's entertaining. Uh, I thought it begins with an M. Probably, I don't know. Anyway. I know who it is, and you know who it is, and I can't think of the name right now. But he is very entertaining. We listen to him on the road. Um, on the road? Yeah, we listen to him on the road. We were on the road. Oh, you talking about um, you talking about um. Uh, uh, Dr. Pastor, Scott looks like him. Yes. Yeah, Pastor. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I love him, too. Yes. You all love him, too. We both love him, and I lost him. Yeah, he's coming back. I to lost me. him. I lost him. And he's passed away now, but he's amazing. Okay, you just pull up YouTube. He'll come right, right away. Uh, and he's on mine. He's always showing up on his feed. But anyway, um, I don't want to leave mine, though. It's okay. Dr. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe. You I had yes, M. you did. <laughs> Dr. Miles Monroe. He's very entertaining. He's very entertaining. I love his stories. I, I particularly love his stories. And um, where he comes from is so much information in there. Thank you, Miss Phyllis Monroe. That's right, Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. um, it's so inspiring, educational, and entertaining. And practical, too. And practical. <laughs> I mean, He's talking about why is a lion the king of the jungle? Okay, it's really king of the plains, but why is a lion? Lion's not the biggest, lion's not the smartest, lion's not the strongest, lion's not any of those things, but it's the lion's attitude. When the lion sees the, the big, mighty elephant or giraffe, it's his weave. Huh? <laughs> the lion's weave. The weave? Oh, what? His mane. Is that why? Is because he don't you see get your them hair as right, bigger you and stronger. <laughs> he sees them as food. Okay. <laughs> You're bigger and stronger than me, but I see you as food. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And I was um I was looking for inspiration, but inspiration for me has a very very 
it's got to have the important factor that it also is edu edu entertaining, that it's also entertaining and that it's also palatable. That's another thing. It's palatable. I can't hear from everybody. I can't hear from every like tone and every right. voice and every, it's got to be a relatable tone and voice or a authoritative one. Okay. Um, Felicia, we missed you as well. Conspicuous by your absence, my yes. sister. Yes. But that it is so important to leverage your stories to attract and maintain the people who you want to continue to interact with. When I was, um, for 12 years, I worked for a home improvement company and we had a sales meeting Monday through Friday and every meeting at 9 a.m. And every meeting, the first thing we did, once we got everyone in the room and gathered, the first thing we did was whomever had a success from the day before got a chance to tell their story. Mm -hmm. Whoever made a sale the day before got a chance to tell, and everyone had to shut up and listen, shut up and listen. And then when they finished telling their story about how great they were, I went to this client's home and we did this and they bought this and I made this and everyone had to hear the story and then everyone had to applaud of the story. Mm -hmm. And the premise behind that, when I became the manager, I understood the premise behind starting every meeting with everyone telling their success stories is it bolsters the one that told the success story. But for the ones who don't have a success story, they get to hear about how impossible it is. Not it's, only how possible it is, it also think, uh, I think it does something else. Okay. I think that um, it encourage you, encourages you to want to be the one to get to tell a story. Yes, time. oh my gosh, grown people. Um, what motivates employees? There's a book called What Motivates Employees? What Motivates Adults? Um, and money is like sixth or seventh on the list of what motivates people. Motivates people means motivates gets them to take an action. The motivation, number one motivation, I bet you can guess what it is. The number one thing that motivates employees or adults is recognition. Spotlight. Yes, the number one thing that reckon, giving them a chance to be recognized by their peers motivates them more than anything else. Absolutely. Good morning, Brother Mark. Good morning, Arthur Lynette. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Napoleon, the French ruler, Napoleon, he said, if you give me enough medals, I can win any war. Now, he's not talking about medals for his own chest. He's talking about the ability to give someone a medal in front of the other soldiers so they can do more of that activity. Mm -hmm. Okay, If I can award more medals, I'll win any war. Yes. Um, Beverly says telling no sales stories could also change the energy in the room. Actually, that can actually beget an energy that is that Suck. is. Yeah, that is heavy. So mm. you want to create energy that is light and buoyant. And so the celebratory energy actually carries the vibration of moving forward. I don't think you should ever tell those no sales stories um, because they reinforce the opposite of what you want. Okay. What happens? You say you start you start doing bad math. Like people with two cars never buy anything. Okay, because they because the last ones did it. Or if they say hello first, all those. Or if they say uh, have a blessed day. I, that's the one I've heard before. Anytime a client says have a blessed day, that means that you have no chance of ever getting their business. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, there's certain things that are tied into that. Uh, absolutely, telling the stories. Telling the stories also contains information. So when you want to figure out how to do something that you've already done before, retell the story to yourself of what you did to get that done. Tell that story even to yourself. 
what did you do to get that done? Because a lot of times we are not getting the same results because we're not doing the same actions. Yes. Dr. Webber says, what I said was, and she probably got her neck moving when she said it. (laughs) (laughs) What I said was telling those winning sales stories can change the energy in the room. (laughs) That might be what you meant to say. (laughs) What you actually said was telling no sales stories. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely um I have and good I have morning, a, Mark. I have a tendency good morning, Lynette. To uh I have realized that I have to consistently tell myself the success stories because and I don't know about anybody else, but the success is here and gone. In my mind, it's here and gone. And I forget that it's a compounding of success that creates the legacy of success. Those of you who are coaches, listen to what Lisa just said. Those of you who are coaches, that's not just, that's not exclusive to Lisa. It's typical. A lot of adults forget about how great they are because they don't get it reinforced often enough. They forget about how kind they are. They forget about the skills they have. They forget about how helpful they can be in their work. And if you happen to be a coach in any capacity, Part of your work should be reminding them of they're already good, okay? You don't want them to ever think that any success they had is directly only because of the coach. No, no, no. They had some stuff. Yeah. They had some good within them, and you have to remind them of that. And it's important to do that. Hey, Jacqueline. I called it to Jacqueline. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so this morning, I, uh, I'm going to share my success story. Talk about this it. This morning, I got up and got it in. I got my walk on this morning once again. Today is day 21 and I'm, well. 22. No. Yesterday was 21. No, yesterday was 20. You said on the show it was 21. Yeah, so then today is 22. Which is what I just said. I know, I have to to confirm before I agree. You just want me to agree blankly with you? Yes, because I'm I'm your husband and I'm prime. And if I said it, it's probably right. So just go ahead and agree. (laughs) okay we'll go with that so this morning was protect was it could have been particularly challenging because this in the middle of the night i had a serious setback yeah i thought my brain was gonna fall out of my head lisa had a headache last night and i was sure you weren't gonna get up and walk this morning because she had a headache and it was it was it was hurting it was hurting. I thought my brain was going to split open. I think she had a migraine or something. And it I've never been, had a headache. She's never had one like that. Mm-mm. But we was trying to figure out where the hell that come from, you know. Um, but you think you have a, you think you know where it came from. I think it might be an um, an, an allergic reaction, an allergic reaction to the Kamalata, um olives. olives. Because I think that's the only thing. Because she was knocking them back, too. Yeah, I think I ate eight of them. Okay. And I think that they are very high in sodium. So I think that maybe not so much. I'm going to eat those anymore. Um, Beverly says, my life is a success story. And I think everyone on here can say the same thing. Yeah. Because when I look back. Over my life. (laughs) I can say I should have been, I could have been, and I would have been. But God, I can drop the mic. 
right there and y'all can go ahead and just shop for the rest of the day. Okay. <laughs> Good, Good morning, morning, Brittany. Good morning, Good morning Brittany. Bill. Uh, Glenda was on running today with me. She was out there walking. I was I was getting my walk on. I actually uh, did a consistent higher pace than I have done in the past. And I ended with um, a sprint at the four minute mile pace. So again, we're talking today about the power of your story and why you should, the value of being able to tell your story and the value of having someone to tell your stories to. Dr. Mm -hmm. Deborah says, I have to remind myself of my successes. We yes. do have to keep reminding ourselves. I even share with myself my own stories of overcoming. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. You have an overcoming story. Absolutely. And you're not supposed to keep it to yourself. You're just not supposed to. Absolutely. If I had Deacon Robert Welch from uh, Baptist Grove Church, his name is Deacon Robert Welch. He's still on Facebook. Him <laughs> and his wife, R.G. Welch. Deacon Welch he put that in my head so much that you're supposed to tell your testimonies, good or bad. They're like, okay, I yeah, got you. Because somebody needs to hear it. And I'm not doing it nearly the justice that Deacon Robert Welch out of Raleigh, North Carolina did for me. You know, even though I was a young man, I was kind of like a leader in the church. I could decide stuff and, and he would go right along, even though he was older and he was the deacon. But if I decided, okay, we're going to do Sunday school outside tonight. Or we're going to, I mean, um, we're going to do Bible study outside tonight or Sunday school outside. They would just all go because that's what I decided to do. Mm -hmm. And one of those times I had decided to move it to the location and he was right there with me. And he just launched in such a insightful talk about why we all supposed to tell our story. We're all supposed to share our testimony. Yes, we, I think we get to, and I think sometimes we think of it as if, um, I'm not going to say it. Nobody needs to hear it. Everybody else has a story. Somebody else can tell a better story and all of these things. But there are some things that only you can share in such a way that somebody needs it. Like, I don't know how else to remind people that even if there are a million stories, there is an yours. element <laughs> of it that was yours alone. Yes, Sister Brittany, and I'm so glad Brittany said this. Brittany said you should tell your story because someone else is depending on you for their deliverance. And Brittany, that I, I say it all the time to her, but I believe Brittany's going to deliver people. I believe her first book and her second book is going to deliver some young lady, some teenager has been has been thirsting for what Brittany's going to bring forth. I just believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, I consistently like remind people and oh, such and such said the same thing. And so-and-so said the same thing already. And this person, there's an element of it that you bring to the table, even if it's just your voice, even if it's just your accent, your opinion, where you came from, where you started. It, there are so many diversities in mm -hmm. our lives that make us fearfully and wonderfully made that are waiting specifically for that the person who needs us is waiting specifically for us. Now, Sister Jacqueline is probably right. She says, yes, Lisa, you had a healing crisis. It's called that because you were detoxing something that had invaded your system. Good job. Your body did what it was supposed to do. Now, Jacqueline, I believe her. Okay. What she says is typically true. Jacqueline says it According to Jacqueline, it's true. Okay. 
I believe my sister Jacqueline is telling you some truth. Okay. But it was, it was, it was really precarious there, Sister Jacqueline, because it was killer, Lisa. Yeah, it was very, very harsh. And, and it also compelled me to do something which I never do is I never, I loathe medicine. I loathe medicine. I prefer healing. I prefer water. I prefer nutrients. But I you prefer, took an aspirin last I night? I took a uh, Motrin. I can't take aspirin. Okay. I took Motrin and, um, and eventually it subsided, but ooh, it was difficult. Yep. Well, I'm glad because I thought because of that headache, there's no way she's getting up and going walking today. But when I came out of the bathroom, she had on her um her shorts and t-shirt. I was ready to go. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised. Okay. But your stories. Do you remember that time where you where you uh saved the day? Remember that time when you were particularly brilliant? Remember that time where someone else or some group was particularly blessed because of something you said or did? Share those stories, man. Share those. And when we have Shout It Out Friday, we are not just, it's not just something to do. It's an important element of not only getting to know you and getting helping us to, to understand what you are overcoming, but also because we want to give you the opportunity to share that story. We want to give you the opportunity because there is some wisdom in those stories and those experiences that we can't get any other way. Brittany says, uh, sometimes we are the only church people will see. Yes. Amen. That is yes. true. That is true. Today at 1 p.m., I am doing something. I'm do doing episode 001 of my podcast. The podcast is called The Sales Confidence Podcast. Now, this thought is a thought Lisa had a couple of days ago. She mentioned it to me a couple of days ago. And with as a thought, Brian, you have a sales confidence podcast. Now, she didn't just think it out. She actually put the whole thing together, created the logo and told me, okay, starting tomorrow, you're doing it. And what are you going to talk about? <laughs> and so, and, this, and she goes, can you talk about this and this? And I said, no, no, this is going to be episode one. I'm going to talk about what started episode one for me. Okay, and today's topic is... See you later, Stephen. Thank you for dropping through. Today's topic is why you cannot fail in selling your services. Why you cannot fail in selling your services. For my first eight months as a straight commission salesperson, I was dying. I was the worst in the office. I was the low man on the totem pole. They had a, they had a, a leaderboard with a magnet, had your name on a magnet strip. And every month, the top salesman's name went to the top, second place went to the second place, third, and then at the bottom, it was like 12, 15 salespeople. Then there'd be someone, and I was always on the bottom or next to the bottom for eight months until I discovered my first book on sales. It was called How to Master the Art of Selling by Tom Hopkins. He had his picture on the cover. And I bought that book. And as I was reading that book, page four had a subtitle, Why You Cannot Fail in Selling. And I'm telling you, when I read those words, why you cannot fail, it was basically talking about if you do the things you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it with discipline, you can't fail in selling. Mm. But at the time, no one had to spoke that into my life. And I needed that. It was like rhema. It was like water from a, for, a, for a thirsty animal. So I needed somebody to tell me why I couldn't fail. And I got that book and... Um, and it, and it started my whole journey. But that first, that I, before I even read what he wrote in the sub chapter, the title started the healing process. 
because I needed somebody to tell me why I couldn't fail. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is that important. Um, even as content con content providers, it's that important to read other stories. Yes. Because other stories can help to inspire you to bring up a story of your own, to bring up something that, again, sometimes we have successes that we don't even celebrate some successes that we don't even, that we completely overlook. It's easy to do as an entrepreneur, okay? It's easy to do in your chair, Lisa. Not even celebrate your successes sometimes, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Brittany Thomas, I've been on some awesome podcasts lately. Good, because every time you're on someone else's podcast, you get exposed to a new audience that maybe not have heard of you before. Sister Felicia. She says, my oldest and dearest friend's funeral was this past Friday, and her life story was so wonderful, and it showed how throughout her life, she touched so many people. People. What will they say about me? I was thinking over this weekend. God has truly blessed me, and I am working up waking, up, waking up, winning no matter what. Every day and every chapter begins with the moment I wake up each morning and will continue after I'm gone through my kids and those I inspire. Amen. Amen. Boy, what I tell you, I, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm happy that you took meaning from it. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Beverly says, Dr. Gwendolyn Washington of New Bethel Church of God in Christ, she would always say those words. It's not in you to fail, honey but you will fall sometimes. It's only because you need to know that when you do fall, you can get up. What a God word. didn't make us for, to didn't fail. make us to fail. And I love and her. I love her. It's I not love in you to that. fail, mm -hmm. but you will fall sometimes. And the reason why you're going to fall is because you need to learn that you can get back up again. Hallelujah for that word. How many <laughs> kids these days are not going to learn how to fall like we did with bikes? I don't even see kids outside riding bikes. Not much. And those riding bike falls, those first few falls were so important. Not the fall, the next ride after the fall. Do you remember riding, learning to ride a bike? I do. I remember falling off the bike and the option of not getting back on the bike wasn't even in my head. Right. Because I wanted to learn how to ride a bike. Right. And other people <laughs> rode bikes. Right. So that meant bike, riding bikes was a possibility. Right. I mean, sometimes sometimes we take I have to ride too. What the so we take something so for granted. There were lessons in those bikes. There were lessons of resilience. I scraped my shin. There were lessons. I, I drew a little blood, but so what? I got to I gotta ride a bike. Absolutely. Riding a bike. For me, it was riding a bike and then riding a skateboard. Mm -hmm. um, learning how to ride a skateboard was like, oh, my goodness. The girls weren't doing it. I've never heard you say anything about you riding a skateboard yes. until this moment. Yes. Let me call my son Daz. <laughs> <laughs> so I I grew up in the Bronx and in the and in River Park Towers, and we had a hill that went down from River Park Towers down to Roberto Clemente State Park. Well, that would be a great ride, except for the fact that if there was nobody down there watching traffic. Traffic came from Precarious, both ways yeah. on that. <laughs> so you learned a lot of things about riding down that hill. You learned that you probably want to stop and slow down before you get to the bottom and jump off your board. Mm -hmm. Or you want to have someone you could trust. Keyword, someone that you could trust. 
monitoring traffic that came from the garage or that came from the other direction. Brother Mark Greer says, our stories are meant to be in, meant to impact others. The stories in the Bible have been around forever. Stories from thousands of years ago that are still relevant and yep. impactful today. There are lessons of tragedy, triumph, adversity, perseverance, miracles, and yes, deliverance. Mm -hmm. Your story is owned by you, told by you, and sold by you. Others will buy it and benefit from it because of you. Amen. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. every day, Mark going to give you one. That's right. <laughs> Jacqueline says, my father did not allow us to talk much. Okay. So it has taken me years to feel free enough to not only talk and to especially talk about myself. People used to mistake my quietness for being uppity. <laughs> I also used to believe that since everyone had a story, who wants to hear mine? Yeah. I now know better and my stories have blessed many. Amen. And that's that's not uncommon. Everyone's got a story. Who wants to hear my story? Oh, that's right. Uh, Brittany, she says, we fall down, but we get up, in the words of Donnie McClurkin. Absolutely. For the sin is just a sinner who fell down, but he couldn't stay there. <laughs> that's my Donnie McClurkin. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love me some Donnie McClurkin. Me too, man. Absolutely. Who would have thought I'd get to know you this way? Say, who would have thought I'd know you this way? Yeah, yeah. That's my Donnie McClurkin. Yes, it was. <laughs> I like Donnie McClurkin, too. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. I might play that after the show today. I'm glad you thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, my Lord. I am excited about today. I have, um, I said yesterday on the show that I'm going to take today off. Okay. But I'm going to do, I have a meeting at 11 and I'm going to, um, I'm gonna do my first podcast of the Sales Confidence Podcast. My first episode, y'all, today. Absolutely, at 1 absolutely. And oh. I'm looking forward to it as well. It's a little bit different format. It's Brian on his own, and it's just 30 minutes long. 30 minutes. That's it. I'm gonna bring some content, and I'm gonna have guests on it, but but not today. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to have guests in six minute blocks or something like that. Six ten minute blocks. But I'm going to, but right now it's just going to be Brother Brian. Absolutely. It's 9.40. Can you believe it? We like to. Thank you guys for joining us. This show is called Let's Talk About It. We talk about personal conversations. Business information. And spiritual inspiration. inspiration. With a little bit of shenanigans <laughs> thrown in. I don't do this show's say. been going on since October of 2016, Monday through Friday. Amazing consistency. And some of you guys have been rocking with us for years, like Miss Phyllis and Melissa Price. Some of you guys are consistent contributors, like Katura Green and, and, and uh, uh, Mark Greer and Brittany Thomas. And we like to thank and Felicia Gardner. We like to thank you guys for contributing to the show. And the way we do it is a fun thing we do. We either sing your greeting logo or your greeting song. Like Katura has one. Her go <clears throat> back to life, back to Katura Green. However, do you want it? However, do you need it? Do you need it? <laughs> Back to Katora Green, y'all. Back to you, baby. Good <laughs> Ms. morning. Miss Phyllis has been rocking with us for years, and she has a logo. It goes, Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day because Miss Phyllis is royalty. Okay. That's what's up, Melissa. Now, Melissa Price has a jam. 
Yes, definitely. Melissa's been with us almost the entire duration of our journey with the Empowerment Network. Now, a couple of times I made a mistake to try to do Melissa's Jam without water. Figured I don't need it. But every time I did that, it ended up being a mistake for me because Melissa's Jam, you got to bring it. You got to put some energy in Melissa's Jam because her jam is... Melissa's on. Now it's time for us to sing her song. Melissa's on. Melissa's on. So you gotta you gotta step up when Melissa's on. Let's go. Yes, she is. Yes, she can. Dr. Deborah. Dr. Deborah. Healing and deliverance coach. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. How you doing? Miss Glenda Tate is here as well. Glenda's riding on the freeway in makeup in her pink Cadillac. Ah. Felicia Gardner says, yes, congrats, Brian, on your new podcast. And Miss Phyllis George says, I hope to see you soon. So Miss Phyllis, she's up in New York. And we've seen her up in New York and, and we've North seen Carolina. her in Charlotte, North Carolina, because mm -hmm. she gets around like that. Uh, her daughter <laughs> is in North Carolina. So mm -hmm. sometimes when she comes down here, we'll make a connection and get in there together for a little bit. What's good, Now, Tardes? Brother Tardes, he has, he's a new consistent contributor, but he has a jam is, uh do it, do it. No, no. His jam is um, do it, baby. Do it, do it, baby. Do it, baby. Do, do it, Tarnas, yeah. Do it, Tarnas, yeah. Do y'all do that at the house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your daughter's in Charlotte now. So that's even more likely that when you come visit, we'll get to And see every you. time we see you, we'll be happy to see you, Miss Phyllis. You're going to have to bring some, uh, no, well, I can't eat them. What I choose not to eat them, cousins, cousins, right now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes, bring uh, our friend Mr. Todd Jones, cousins, dozens. They're blowing up, they're everywhere. They're on TV. He's figured out a way to be featured, um, on different TV shows as like their caterer, like part of their catering, like how they have uh, when they're filming. Mm -hmm. So he's got all these pictures of him on this TV show, on that TV show mm -hmm. set. He's on the set, mm -hmm. cousins, dozens. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, Miss Miss Vivian is here. Whoa, Vivian, Vivian Reed is here. Vivian Reed is here, and now the show can go on. Oh, Tarnay says yes, indeed they do. They jam around the house. He goes, <laughs> do it, baby, nice and easy. Ooh, how she pleased me. Katura. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dr. Dr. Beverly's here. Dr. Beverly is on the show. Good morning again. Oh, Felicia, we love oh. you. You're the one, the one for me. Come on, Miss Felicia. Uh, Miss Phyllis says, I had someone to look for him. But I must go look. Hmm. Now he's around. Okay, he's around. He ain't going nowhere. You can find him. Brother um, Mark. Brother Mark is here. <clears throat> so wide you can't get around it. So low you can't get under it. So high you can't get over it. Mark, Mark Greer is under a groove. Getting down just for the funk of it. 
Mark Greer is under a groove. Nothing, Nothing can, can stop, stop us now. Mark Greer, and with Mark on your side, nothing can stop you now. Miss Phyllis, she's going to deliver a new baby next month. Oh, my goodness. No, her daughter is going to be delivering. She's not going to no, deliver. Not <laughs> um, Arthur Lynette is here. Uh, at this table, we sit. Making it legit. Because when Lynette is, when Lynette hits the, the show, ah, Good morning, Lynette. Good morning, Lynette. Good to see you this Jacqueline, morning. Jacqueline, you Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Jacqueline Rosie, I, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart beats for. I'm so glad that you are mine. I want to also remind you guys, um, if you're a coach or a consultant, if you're a coach or a consultant, tomorrow at 2 p.m. and doing this for free, I am giving a free workshop. It lasts about an hour long, a free sales training specifically for coaches and consultants. So much of selling is um, communicable. You could do it. It works in this industry, that industry, that industry. But every industry, I believe, has some things that are peculiar and specific to that industry. And since I have trained a lot of coaches and consultants over the years, these are things that I believe, my perspectives on what coaches and consultants need. I'm doing that for free, actually, tomorrow at 2 p.m. I registered. I saw you register. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is register to go. Uh, if you register, you'll get the replay, whether you make it or not. But everyone needs to register. That's right. I registered. Um, Brittany. Oh, Brittany says, I found myself singing Mark Greer's jam last week. <laughs> <laughs> William Brittany Brown is here. Is, oh, Brittany's here, too. I was going to do Let Brittany, Brittany first. Yes, please. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany Thomas. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany. It's your time. It's your time. Yeah. Oh, man. You got to read. We're going to read out what Beverly, Dr. Beverly said. William Brown is here, too. <clears throat> Good morning to our friend Bill. Yes. Nobody thinks like him still. We, we love, love him so, and we always will. will. Our, our friend Bill. Bill. Our friend Bill and your friend Bill, too. That's right. Look Good at morning, what Dr. Bill. Beverly said. She goes, I went to a church friend's house to have dinner with them, and they were making fun at the table, and I stopped them. I said, oh, no. At this table, we sit, making it legit. And when God hits the food, ah. Thought about you guys. Thought about you, Lynette. <laughs> How cool would that be? Absolutely. Absolutely. Brittany Thomas says she sang Mark Greer's song, but I added my name instead of Brittany. Instead, Brittany is under a groove. Nothing can stop me now. Do that. <laughs> That's cool. That's right. Remix Brittany them. is under a groove. <laughs> She's getting down just for <laughs> the funk of it. Come on, Brittany. You can do that. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Felicia Gardner says, still waiting on you guys' mix CD. Uh. <laughs> I love it. We did Tarnes, Miss Phyllis, Dr. Beverly, Brittany. I think that we got it. Jacqueline says, thank you. 
that song about Amor, love, is so, so perfect for what I do. The love journey. Amen. The love journey. How cool of a game is that? How cool of a love thought it, process is it, that? When it. I say your game, I'm really talking about your business. I don't want anyone ever to be offended when I say, how do you become great at your game? I'm talking about whatever it is that you carry. Some people call it your bag and all that kind of stuff. I call it your game. Thank you for clarifying that because I'm one of those people that doesn't like the word game in that context, but I but I understand it better mm-hmm. when you clarify it. Yes. Well, I, I want to clarify. And everyone, see, look at that. Everyone has their own collection of experiences and thought processes. Yeah. And at least experience and thought process, it didn't have a positive connotation no. until she understood it. Right. Okay. From your perspective. Yes. Absolutely. Um <laughs> Dr. Beverly says, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do Lisa's song. Lisa, oh Lisa is on fire. Lisa is on fire. <laughs> this girl is fire. Now, Brittany says you guys need a CD with all the songs. <laughs> Why do we need a CD with all the songs? <laughs> Who would use it? You guys would get bored with that CD in five minutes. <laughs> That's two people said we need a CD. Why do you need There's a CD? There's a lot of people that say that. A lot of people that say it. I think it's hilarious. But um, we're glad that we get to sit and sing and have fun with you guys live. I think we need a CD, but do we really? Do we really? Do we really? <laughs> Jacqueline says, I agree with Brittany. Oh, my goodness. What for? Would you listen to it? If we had a CD with these songs, how fast would that get boring? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have been practicing. Um, as, as putting together the podcast um, promotional stuff, one of the things that we did a long time ago that I haven't done recently is the audiograms that go with the, um, the promotion. last night, the, the audio recording of the commercial of it? No, no, no. The audiogram is a part of the marketing um, flyer. So it's actually more than a picture. It's a picture that you can hear. Oh, like you did for your commercial? Something like that too, because okay. that my commercial you can hear and see yes. an audiogram. You can just it you can see the still picture, but you can hear the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, Doctor Belly says, uh, "I know." She said, "I thought you was gonna do a Christmas CD with everybody's song oh. and turn it into a Christmas thingy." At the at least that's what you said a couple of years ago. A couple I of think years ago, the, I let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, you did a couple of years ago. Yes. But we had to mark the interest, and there just wasn't enough interest. Um, Felicia said, it'll put a smile on my face every morning, so after the podcast, I can listen to oh, it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Whenever I need a quick pick-me-up. Wow. So she gave a reason why. Yeah. Okay, that's a valid reason. But it would have to be a digital download, not a CD, because I don't think anybody has a CD player anymore. Right. Do you even have a CD player? No, I think I have one somewhere on one of these shelves. I got Because um, I don't have a CD in my computer. I have one computer that does still have a CD. You do? Uh huh. Oh, mine does. I can watch a DVD on my computer too. A DVD? I can. A DVD. On one of the computers in there, we can. Okay. On one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, Felicia, uh, Jacqueline says, I'm going to find songs for each of my adult children. And wow. Sing them every time around. <laughs> How cool is that? Will be that would be amazing. She found a song for each one of her adult children and, and does each one individually. That'd be cool. Felicia said, okay, I'll take the digital download. <laughs> <laughs> so today matters. Oh, I'm excited about today. Again, I thought I was going to have the whole day off, 
but oh my gosh, I got too much fun. I get to hang out with you. I get to have my 11 o'clock meeting and I get to do my first podcast today at 1 p.m. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yes, um, Dr. Beverly said, here's the second reason. When you guys were going for a week, for the first time in five years, um, we were singing each other's songs at home. So we wow. need to see that when y'all decide to take off so that we can know that we are still connected to each other. Amen. We want to keep wow. you guys connected. Um, just we are staying connected. And I appreciate you saying so much, Dr. Beverly. Dr. Beverly has history. She could pull back on history with this show. She could say stuff that you said two Christmases ago because she's been around that long. That's right. Um, so she's a, a resource as well for us. That's why I'm sometimes careful because I know Dr. Beverly's going to catalog it. Linda <laughs> has, a, has a CD player. She says, I have a CD player while cleaning and sold and said, and to, said myself, to myself, what is this? Uh -huh. Oh, you found one while you was cleaning. You're like, what is this? Yeah, I have my CD player. I actually found, don't tell nobody, my yellow cassette player that was supposed to be really? waterproof with the gray top. Yes. Where the heck is that? <laughs> it's in one of these boxes or one of these drawers. I don't know why I still have it because I don't have any cassettes to play in it. But yes. I don't think we have cassettes anywhere. I used to have some amazing cassettes. Felicia, you got a CD player in your car? Which means your car is vintage. <laughs> not anyway, yet. They still got CD it's players 955. in the car. We got to go. We love you, love you, love you. Dr. Bell says, don't play with me, Brian. I'll make a book about it, and it would be called The Empowerment Duel Show and its shenanigans. <laughs> and I don't want her to do that. That would be your bestseller. <laughs> no. We love you guys. We hope you have an amazing Tuesday. Tell your story to somebody. Live with intention and don't forget find that sex. person. Yes. Amen. Have a good, great day.